0: Hey, gals, guys, and otherwise, I'm Jonathan O. Lion, And I'm
1: Noah, <laughs> Polyphonic. And you're listening to Horns and Wings. And we're normal. And this is the normal this is, show. This is what my voice, that's
0: what my voice sounds like. I mean, Noah's voice sounds like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Noah's, or John. <laughs> Shit. Okay. I really lost the thread here. Hey. So, uh... <laughs> This is a normal show. No, I swear to God. Let me get to the let me get to the theme music. We're talking about issue twenty-eight, uh, and I am very ready to dive back into the saga universe, or as I like to call it, preferable to Earth right now. Let's dive in. Hold for theme music. Here we go.
0: Hey Noah, what's up? So, uh, so things, things are a little different than the last time we recorded, I think. Uh, sorry, what? What happened? I, um,
1: well, you see, I finally got HBO. That's what happened. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, everything sucks and is bad, and so... Oh, I forgot about that, yeah. <laughs> you know, we thought we'd return and and make and you know get your mind off things with with this really positive book where only good things happen
0: oh yes only good things happen yeah yeah so if <laughs> if you're listening to this in the future this is our first podcast recorded during the apocalypse um mm-hmm. it is currently the 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 great pandemic of 2020
1: um and also also uh, as a ch- noah, please 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 noah the chinese virus is clearly how it will be remembered to time <laughs> nothing wrong with that as just facts
0: Noah. as a as a uh, cherry on top of that today bernie
1: sanders officially dropped out hey, 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 hey good news good news everywhere uh yeah this what what a what an absurd turn of events where <laughs> this depressing shit is the greatest escape and the most wonderful distraction that I could possibly imagine right now. Yep. <laughs> Yay. More people I love can die right before my eyes in, on, on the safety of a comic book page. It's fantastic. Uh, just a quick explanation for why we were gone for a month. I know there's like six of you that have missed us it's odd amy it's hat-eating cthulhu goat um <laughs> i know it's cat-eating what was it cat-eating cthulhu joke is <laughs> <laughs> the official name there's uh cj there's cjk uh spider emoji christmas tree right emoji, right. Yep. right exclamation point yeah like right, exclamation point <laughs> yeah give it out to sptv okay we're we're gonna have to name everyone there's more than six but there's also pretty much six
0: yeah sorry if we missed you Um, but yeah, John's got, John's got some explaining
1: to do (laughs) real Ricky Ricardo situation (laughs) here Uh, (laughs) for all the youngsters out there. Uh, yeah. So, so I, I came down with, so um, immediately, because I, I took all this very seriously right from the start, was super paranoid about all of it, uh, started self-isolating pretty much uh, like at the beginning of March because I had the means to, and I already do that daily and uh, was super was super safe about it. Uh, but Haley had a scheduled trip with family again, right towards the beginning of March and happened to go to, to Disney World and came back. She was fine. I ended up not being so fine a few days later. Uh, I had pretty minor symptoms that were all flu-like, uh, except flu usually doesn't cause shortness of breath or pneumonia, but I got all those, uh, but I, I was like point whatever degrees away from qualifying for a test for COVID-19, so I didn't get one, uh, but then I got bad pneumonia, I ended up having to go to the ER. They had to help me out with my breathing. And because of my I slight, I have slight asthma and I'm, I get lung infections like every six or eight months or so. And so that pneumonia really knocked me on my ass for like three weeks. My lungs already hurt from talking for 5 minutes. So, Noah's going to be doing a good amount of This is going to be a real uh fart radio hour. Yeah,
0: I was about I was about to say
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but we 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 took it easy. I didn't I didn't put any extra stress on my lungs and uh it's been a good going on 4 weeks now since I first had symptoms and I am just now feeling like a human person. <laughs> So, hey, wash your hands, stay inside, Uh, don't give this thing to other people, even if you are healthy. By the way, Haley, no symptoms. Come on, dude. How convenient. Uh, So, she's going to take over on the show for me.
0: Honestly, it would be better, especially with those those in-depth, very fast-paced
1: scene descriptions. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's what I'm going to have to do now, because my lungs suck. Uh, yeah, no, it, it was a little scary, but but I got through, through thanks entirely to the strength given to me via Noah's text messages <laughs> that were near two times a week. So, we... Wee. Bi-weekly?
0: <laughs> nope. Uh, let me see. Uh, let, I'm gonna... I'm just going to read some of these text? great texts okay. I sent you. Oh
1: boy. Yeah. I, we're we're right back into that good old that good old content. Here's here's
0: one that says how goes quarantine life? Um mm-hmm. here's one. Also, this is just cool news. Here's one that says uh where where was it? It said, uh
1: holy fuck Ryan Johnson saw your video. Oh yeah, that was nice. That was a cool thing that happened. That's what cured my pneumonia actually. So if you can if you're sick at home listening to this, uh, make a, a video that takes you four or five months to edit and then keep retweeting it over and over again, the tweet that happens to have him tagged in it so that he will eventually watch it. And then you're good. And then it just, it cures you of all ills because he's a cool dude. Uh, Noah. Yeah. Yeah, John. This is, just, just to give everyone a heads up, I am going to keep this, there's... The biggest, the biggest thing that affected my symptoms, sincerely, was stress. <laughs> like it was, it, it, you know, in terms of like nausea and just being able to get enough rest. And stress wrecks your immune system. We're avoiding stress, at least real world stress. Get all that, get all that good comic book stress in there. Fill your life with comic book stress. But we are going to, from this point on, I am shutting that that uh, big metal bunker door. Nope, that's very evocative. <laughs> of the pandemic. I'm, I'm gently, I'm gently closing the uh, saloon door <laughs> to the outside world and all of its problems. And we are going to immerse ourselves in the wonderful world of murder and war beautiful together and and
0: let's begin that immersion by looking at this beautiful cover
1: yes 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 so this is 28 and what are we seeing here noah so we're
0: seeing a a a classic fiona staples like solid color background it's a nice pink magenta Mm -hmm. like yeah and and in front it, we see uh Alana flying after a falling baby hazel um in front of an abstract shape that kind of feels like I I'm guessing it's like an a giant icicle from the ice planet
1: yeah yeah that's that's or maybe we're looking at the because uh, it seems like yeah falling motion here maybe we're looking at the sort of ice part that they've been landed on that's sort of like an ice bridge. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? But it's it's scary.
0: It's a very it's a very just like like I don't know in my mind this is a very archetypal saga cover. Um, the pink background, the beautiful character focus. There's a lot of action in it, a lot of movement that I really like.
1: Yeah. Uh, The thing that really sticks out to me, which again, bringing back that thing I've brought up a million times of Saga never goes for the obvious thing and just like goes that extra step to remove it, to to make it a little more original, uh, but still get that same effect. Uh, And I love that sort of neon magenta in the background uh, that does the sort of same thing as that stereotypical uh red equals bad like red as a warning thing to your brain color theory yeah. type of thing yeah it gets that same effect but you still get that very striking saga color that contrasts like super interestingly with everything else on the the cover
0: yeah as as per usual the whole the whole color palette of this color of this uh cover is just stunning yeah 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 i love it
1: uh yeah so fun times ahead
0: i i should just start I should just start plugging saga covers in and pulling the color palettes for my videos.
1: That is how I did my saga video.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh so so who's who's gonna who's gonna take it? Are you gonna take it or should I take it? You take this one, Noah. I'm gonna give my lungs a little break. Alrighty, so we open on what appears to be a peaceful night. We see Lion Cat sleeping in a tree, which is delightful. Then we see Gwendolyn sleeping on Sweet Boy, which is even more delightful. And then we cut to uh the Sophies, uh, Sophie and the brand roasting marshmallows together, and the brand tells Sophie, that's what abortion is. Just phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal uh opening page. We need to sit on that for a minute. Um So then we kind of just get, uh, Sophie's response is just, uh, cool. I'd always wondered that. Thanks, brand. And then they kind of start to talk a little. The brand says kids usually ask uh, how it feels to kill a man. Sophie says she's not a kid, but asks how it does feel. Um, I love this. The brand says, actually, I haven't killed that many folks. And Sophie says, you want me to wake my cat? (laughs) Um... (laughs) but the brand goes on to explore explain that um her job isn't actually always killing it's a lot of negotiation and intimidation um and that the wills approach where he just kills everything he can <laughs> is is actually kind of not not necessarily the norm for freelancers which i think is is really um interesting cuz and maybe it's just cuz the will is our only window but i've i'd always kind of assumed that it was Mm -hmm. and then they kind of uh continue their conversations talking about the nature of freelancing talking about how uh the brand doesn't really uh is hoping that sophie doesn't really get into freelancing or things like that and then uh if you'll recall from last issue which i recall nothing because we recorded that episode years ago um (laughs) uh halvor appears halvor is a spider stock person with a bunch of guns all of which have laser scopes and he appears and points them all at sophie and sophie and then we get some transitional hazel narration it doesn't matter who started it or or what it's really about war usually ends up sucking for most women Hmm. right
1: happy cheerful opening scene (laughs) i love it i love i love saga bonding scenes so much also we get a little like camp camping in space thing yeah yeah my favorite things yeah uh, i will add this to another
0: another list of cozy saga places we should make a yes we should make a a a tumblr called cozy saga places (laughs)
1: uh saga wave aesthetics exactly
0: i probably should make a saga (laughs) wave video shouldn't i (laughs) Please do.
1: Yeah, no, this is a, a couple things that I'm interested in. That I one that I just noticed. Are, do you see like the uh, the sort of golden streaks along the the mountain uh, in the background of that third panel? Oh yeah, yeah, I do. I do now. I'm I'm wondering if that's like. Okay, here are my two theories. One. It's like some kind of residual shatter from the world being cut in half. Yeah. And it's like stuff from the crust bubbling up or something. Uh, two, it's just more of that dragon piss, baby. <laughs> just a lot of dragon
0: piss. Waterfalls, rivers of dragon piss. <laughs>
1: rivers of dragon piss, which is my song recommendation for this week's podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that's that's... That is cool and also i don't understand it and also uh i just wanted to point out also that we're starting again with the three panel yep. nearly equally sized panels yeah uh, that we have done for every issue of this arc it is so weird literally in all my read-throughs i never noticed the consistency and openings of each arc of saga yeah me neither and i am, am interested to see if that is a constant throughout every arc where this deep, I would imagine it is a constant. <laughs> but here's the thing: is that that's what I would have said about the one, the like opening splash pages, and then suddenly that's not a constant anymore. So it's just like Saga is totally like that's the the one consistent thing about Saga is that it's totally inconsistent. That's in true. What, like it, it it breaks all of its own roles in addition to everyone else's roles. Uh, but yeah, I I like it. Uh, also they're all like they're all bleed images i think yeah yeah which is a rarity for saga usually there's those white gutters around the the images so it's it's the same size as a splash but it's three panels interesting stuff noah you want to talk interesting stuff here's
0: some really interesting nuance Uh uh-huh character building through how good they are at roasting marshmallows
1: yes yeah i was thinking about
0: that when people talk about show, don't tell, mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff that they're talking about. So Sophie, younger Sophie, uh, if I say Sophie, I mean Sophie. If I say the brand, I mean the brand. Right. But like she's she's this young kind of tenacious, impetuous uh, girl. And she is Sophie or the brand. Sophie the brand <laughs> uh, i don't know is on second third base let's go <laughs> um go ahead. but but you see her burning her um burning her marshmallow and then mm-hmm. beside her the brand who and you can tell this about the brand even by the way she dresses is this this very kind of like calm cool collected professional um that you've seen in all of this and the brand cooks a marshmallow that looks incredibly perfect and
1: utterly delicious like that that nice just a light brown coating around it not even remotely burnt which which yeah which is perfect because she's talking about not resorting to brute force every time and like pretty much how she has a more controlled approach to her job and to get that type of marshmallow you need to be a much more patient and controlled person because you gotta you gotta go a bit further back from the flames and and keep that consistent turn going it's a it's a cool detail. Ab- absolutely, yeah. I think it's
0: I think it's just a little subtle piece of storytelling that does a lot of work.
1: Uh, Noah, John, I hope you're ready for some for some groundbreaking shit. Oh right god! Here. Oh god! Uh, because I am about to is this another theory? Give my first no. This is this is this is groundbreaking, Noah. I'm about to give my first criticism. Of saga, that's a lie. <laughs> that is that is close to a truth. This is my this is my first like. This is this is the I as far as I know the first time I've seen something in this book and and say to myself, oh, I would have done this slightly differently. And and this is the first time that it's even occurred to me. There are things where it's just like, uh, I know you've you've shat on uh, Brian K. Vaughn a lot, even though you know he's a listener of this show. <laughs> Uh, I've always kept the relationship clean, professional, amicable, you might say. Uh, but this is this is just a tip for Brian. Next time, next time he brings back someone of the spider uh, race, we get the shot of Sophie and Sophie talking.
0: Are you saying we should get spider abs?
1: Is that what you're gonna say? <laughs> That is not it. This is this is a sincere, <laughs> stupid ass nitpick. Okay, okay. That I just think would have been a fun moment that we were slightly deprived of. So we get we get Sophie and Sophie talking, and then we get a reverse shot that's sort of out of nowhere, uh, the reveal of Halvor, and then we get the reverse shot again of both Sophies, and they have the red laser sights on aimed at their faces. I would have loved if mid conversation they had the laser sights. They had multiple red laser sights on them and you think, "Oh, they're surrounded by multiple snipers or whatever." And then the reveal of, "No, it's a guy with a million guns cuz he has a million arms." <laughs> I think that I think that could have been a really fun reveal. And and you know what? I, I just saying I could write saga better. That's all I'm saying. Alright. You know, it's not it's nothing big. <laughs> but just but just, you know, just give me a give me a crack at the bat. Is that a phrase? Put you in that writer's room. <laughs> that writer's room
0: being <laughs> me... Brian K. Vaughn's office. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I'll
1: I'll take I'll take that criticism. I think that would have been fun that would have been fun anything else on this scene you know what someone else someone else take that someone else use that now that's a good that's a good idea wait shit i'm gonna use that hey no one else fucking do this (laughs) brian brian are you listening (laughs) i know you're listening don't you fucking dare brian Uh, copyright 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 next scene are you satisfied with this scene no yeah, yeah, no, I'm satisfied.
0: I already asked if you wanted to move to the next scene. So when you said okay, next but it scene... it would be a really
1: good moment, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a really good moment if they had done that. Uh, so off of that subpar scene, who cares about... This could have been better. Uh, we we get that that HTN. Didn't you miss HTN? Let's take a moment to appreciate. We got okay. HTN back in our okay. lives. Okay, yep. It's been years, Noah. It do- It doesn't matter who started it or what it's really about war usually ends up sucking uh ends up sucking most for women and then we get a shot of hazel strapped to unconscious alana with a belt as as they are being carried away from the rocket ship tree by the what is it the last revolution yep and dango we get the continued narration even when they're not fighting the battles, uh, even when we're not fighting the battles ourselves, we somehow always end up with a lion's share of the suffering. Then she adds, no picnic for the guys, of course, but still. And we get a conversation, a little character building, uh, between, I believe, Lexis is the superhero-looking girl. Yep. And and Surge, who's the guy in the metal. He's got the flame coming out of the where a head should be, and he's in a big metal suit of armor. No, I think he, full metal alchemist.
0: I think he is a big metal suit of armor. Uh
1: well we get we get probably the only uh amount of uh character building and explanation for that when Lexus uh when they're debating whether or not it's cool to involve children in what they're doing. And Lexus points out that she was a kid when the wings killed her folks and she says Hell, how old were you guys when the horns stuffed you into that tin can? We're just playing by the rules they invented. No, that's true. And then Surge uh responds, We suppose, as in they are they are a sort of hive mind collection of I don't know, fiery wisps that have been bound to this armor. Again, full Metal alchemist style. I love it. But yeah, we get uh we get Lex is talking about how the season finale of the circuit was stupid as shit. Even in the saga world, because <laughs> uh, they didn't have their star, she had to be written off. Oh, I guess all of them died, huh? <laughs> I yeah. guess a heads up. <laughs> Most of them died. Yes. So, uh, you know what? You know what? Good on them for keeping the show going. Uh, so Alana wakes up in, in the, the belly of the, uh, the astronomical hoof, which, you know what, just to, just to, you know what? I'll save it for, I'll save it for after. Okay. Cause I okay. have an idea yeah. about the astronomical hoof. She wakes up, see if Hazel's okay. Dango's there saying that they're aboard the the astronomical and that Alana was hypnotized by that creep from Mocker. M-A-W-K-E-R in reference to Quain yep and his species and so she says that they have to stop the last revolution and Dango says stop them the last revolution are my allies and Lana says Dango you stop believing that the second they open their mouths it's written all over your face she says to his blank screen I love that which is great (laughs) And, uh, which by the way, shout out to Brian K. Vaughn. There's the fact that he had the restraint to not have someone say it's written all over your face to a robot who actually had something written all over their face, (laughs) but instead used it when he had a blank screen is fantastic. Uh, so he says that you know, I, I can't stop them even if I wanted to right now. Alana points out that the snake guy's powers don't work on him. Uh, so if he if he takes out the snake, her and Clara can take out the other guys. And he's kind of on the fence about it when they're interrupted by the uh, by Big Ears Mick uh, Bandolier, and uh, canonical name. <laughs> and he asks what the hell they're doing in here. Dango is is uh, leaves with the guy, and they they kind of have. A, a guilty glance back and forth with dango on the fence and alana wanting him to help them and hazel finally wakes up and uh she says she has some stuff coming out of her nose and it tasted like melted boogers and that pretty much sums it up alana says they're gonna be fine they're they're all gonna we're all fine <laughs> we're all fine noah
0: we're all no we're
1: all gonna be fine <laughs>
0: there's some really good acting by alana in this scene yeah um especially when they leave she just looks like completely like kind
1: of crestfallen Mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 very very pleading eyes
0: i think it's really interesting how already uh you're, you're seeing a bit of a bit of stockholm syndrome if you will um but i mean i think it's also pointed but but alana is like actively trying to empathize with um with dango and trying to reason with him um which i think is which i think is a uh and maybe this is just me reading into it too much but but i think that that's something that uh alana has probably learned from marco because alana doesn't seem to be the type to um you know solve
1: solve problems through negotiation right right uh yeah she's becoming protective which is nice yeah and that's a that is a very good evolution uh after she was very self-destructive last arc so it's good to see her use some restraint some brains yeah oh astronomical okay i'm 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 putting my oh yeah yeah my flag in the snow here now all right here comes get get
0: out your tinfoil ladies and gents (laughs) and those those who are
1: what rhymes with what rhymes with gents uh, G- Gwent, Gwents, S-
0: Gents, set, set, L- dollars ladies. J- no, I got it. Ladies, gents, and those hated by Pence.
1: <laughs> Perfect. That's I don't our remember new... what we were talking about. Uh, that's the new. Astronaut. <laughs> yeah. Hi,
0: ladies, gents, and those hated by Pence. Perfect.
1: We uh, take our minds off the real world with that. Uh, no, no. Let's hear your tinfoil hat astromech Mech theory. <laughs> okay, so here, it's one thing that I noticed when we were talking about it uh, before was the assumption that it's a big horse, that is a big like uh, spaceship yes. horse because it's a hoof. So so I, i'm I'm putting out three options here because okay. I think we will we will eventually see an astronomical and I think it's gonna be one of those great saga moments of of course it makes perfect sense but I didn't see it coming because I didn't think because I thought the obvious thing instead of the cool thing. So I'm gonna say it is either a centaur yep or a minotaur uh, or one of as we've established a whole species of pegasuses oh my god <laughs> they're not called Pegasuses
0: and even Just if they one were Pegasuses, many Pegasuses the plural is Pegasi
1: <laughs> why would you plur- wait hold on why would you do that to a name if it's a proper noun I don't know if you say Pegasi
0: <laughs> well if you're gonna break the rules and not use it as a proper as a proper noun you uh, should at least conjugate it properly
1: side, pick a Noah pick I'm using it it's, it's multiple winged of the same winged horses it's winged horses. So I think it is a Pegasus. I'm thinking it is one one of the Pegasuses. Winged horses. That is my theory. That's my that's my theory I'm sticking to it.
0: Okay. <sighs> I, my my guess would be a winged horse. I, I I thought it was probably a winged horse and it would make sense too cuz you could kind of have like like thrusters on the wings too.
1: Yeah, like jet propulsion. Yeah. Voltron style. And like rockets and shit. Yeah. Yeah. But i want to see i want to see them get a little more there's i mean i mean even with like the the cobra people and stuff there's there's some i'd say vaguely greek mythology-esque inspirations here it'd be cool to see i think there's not enough minotaur uh I, uh representation I agree. in in common pop culture common pop culture that's all pop culture hey noah uh hey what else? <laughs> hey noah Uh, what else we got to talk about here? I
0: think, I think I'm good to move on to the next scene. I think this is a very, um, it, it, it's, uh, I don't know. It's a scene that, that does work. It, it moves
1: the plot forward, but I don't think there's, oh, I I was just going to say, I I thought of, I thought of, uh, one or two things. Another thing that might have hooves. I have a homework assignment for people at home because I tried to crack this one. Sometimes I see these, these proper nouns and I'm like, there's something behind this. I want to know what it is. Mocker, M-A-W-K-E-R, in reference to the Cobra Planet. So I was like, here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some, some digging, see if there's some inspiration behind this. And what I came up with was Nothing. one. Well, here it is. It's, it's, it's flimsy. And I know I'm the first to I'm the first person to say if my theories are flimsy. <laughs> I'm 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 always cards on the table about this. But uh, so I'm gonna say this one's especially flimsy. So if anyone comes up with any sort of evidence as to, like stronger evidence as to what Mocker might be a reference to, because uh, you look it up, and a lot of it is just a last name. Uh, but the two interesting things that came up for me, if you look it up, it'll send you to a Google Maps of a plate apparently there's a place in india or at least on google maps there is it's the first thing that comes up uh called Mocker, uh which you know india of all the uh snake charming communities well also not just not just snake charming
0: i mean he's a naga and naga are mythical beings in hindu and buddhist
1: mythology yes yeah 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 so that I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh cobra symbolism that is that is uh, tied to India.
0: Also, I'm looking at where it is on the map. Is this a place where China will... No, this isn't... It's not in one of the disputed regions. Okay. So China won't come kill us for saying it's in Italy. I mean, in India. Oh! oh,
1: oh. <laughs> now they are at your fucking door, my friend. <laughs> How dare you. Uh, so, yeah. So, but that, that like, I could not... It, I couldn't even tell if it was, like, an actual city. I don't, it, there's... There, I don't know if it's a translational thing. I don't know if it's a a mom and pop shop in India, but that was just, that was the first thing that came up, which I thought was interesting. Let's see what Street View says. Please do. Uh, Also, uh, Mocker, Urban Dictionary, is slang for a lowly prostitute. So I'd say, I'd say the combination. So that's the thing. But both of them seem, seem flimsy at best. But also, they both seem distinctly saga. So if anyone else has some better Mocker theories out there, I would love to hear them.
0: If you switch one letter from Mocker, you get Gawker, mm-hmm. the website that Peter Thiel shut down with the Hulk Hogan lawsuit. Yes. Hulk Hogan was a wrestler mm-hmm. wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I don't know
1: enough about wrestling to continue this. Who Who, of course, who, of course, Played in Rocky 3, the wrestler Thunderlips, which is not a joke. That is an actual fact. And Thunderlips, of course, we know, is the uh, is the Indian to English translation of Cobra. So it all comes back together. This is this is this is a real this is a real Dan Brown situation. I really
0: I really like the way you say Indian as if Indian is a language. <laughs>
1: You know, what? You know what? sorry, I meant Italian. That's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma Mia. <laughs> oh, you said there wasn't much to talk about with this scene. All right, also, should we okay, move on? Really quick, this is me saying. This is me saying something we need to talk about in the future. Uh, not right now, but I just want to know. There's a lot of reference to them saying like oh, they're not really here to help you the last revolution. What are they actually trying to do? That's my question. Because that's not abundantly clear to me. Uh, th-
0: they're, they're just trying to y- use violence to... They're trying to end the war through extremist violence. Me- violent
1: means. But how does that not coincide with, uh, with Dango? I guess it's the fact that they're willing to use anyone and not just Target but he already knew that what I take it to mean is
0: like they're not really here to like help dango personally they don't care about dango and his cause because dango's cause isn't actually ending the war Dango right. dango is dango is fighting for um he he's he wants the workers on uh, the robot planet to seize the means of production
1: right. Which it's also, it's a very interesting dynamic also with Dango going on right now because uh, he's worried for the princeling. Yeah. Which makes sense because he lost a son and suddenly he's taking care of this baby Oh, boy. that's very true. And and him knowing, so him seemingly like, yeah, growing that attachment to the princeling uh, and then them, you know, willing to do anything and hurt anyone to to get their way i can see why that would also make him a little nervous Alrighty,
0: can you tell that we're uh can you tell that we're a little rusty
1: this makes sense (laughs) it all adds up once you get to the italian translation (laughs) should we move on to the next scene uh let's do it (laughs) all right
0: so exterior space (laughs) <laughs> the dragon skull we ship lies towards the camera.
1: <laughs> I'm adding some really fucking cool Star Wars music to this. Pew, day pew, day. Pew.
0: <laughs> no, you're oh, adding shit. you're you're adding the planets by Gustav Holst because there's royalty free things of that.
1: There <laughs> we go. <laughs> All right, go ahead. What what was the last part? The 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 dragon skull ship. I wanted to do the pew-pew-pew again, but that's... Oh, pew-pew-pew-pew-pew! Pew, pew. <laughs> one more shot in there.
0: Do, do you like my sound effect? <laughs> it's them oh. drifting
1: through space. <laughs> How annoying <laughs> is their existence on this ship? It's just feel like drift. we're just going from point A to point B. Just constant <laughs> lightsaber sounds. <laughs> <laughs> um right,
0: but yeah there's there's kind of these cool like i don't even know what they are in the background
1: stars balls of energy those are the dying stars because they're getting close to the to this oh
0: yeah 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 so we get some thn there it is again take a drink um HDN. take another drink Hdn you know, yeah yeah yep <laughs> We should we should invent the horns and wings drinking game oh, and play an episode where happen. we drink it in real time. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, let's do it. Um, regardless of sex, everyone loses something in a war, but the first casualty is always the truth. We get that on the last page and then the start of this scene. Mom once told me she coined that phrase, but now that I think about it, that was probably a lie. So then we cut to Inside the Dragon Skull Ship... Yuma is crying and we see Goose kind of like happily coming in saying they've reached the system where they think Frendo is, but then he notices Yuma. Yuma is sad. She's crawling into bed. She says, I'm a strung out, backstabbing, useless old cunt. Rough, Yuma. Don't, don't, don't say that, Yuma. And Goose tries to encourage her, says you make the ship smell nice uh, with your flowers and whatnot. To which Yuma says, you're sweet, which is why you wouldn't understand. And Goose looks at the camera and says, Goose has been a lot of things in his day, but sweet is not one of those things. (laughs) And then uh, Yuma, like all of us, is like, wait, wait. Are we about to get a Goose backstory flashback? And Goose says, I've done plenty of stuff I'm none too proud of, but it's like Mr. Heist always, Heist always said, a fella is more than his worst three days. We've all made mistakes, but at least you're doing the best to fix them." And they're kind of starting this conversation and then we get a crackoom and a shout of battle stations and we cut to the cockpit where prince robot is yelling all hands battle stations and marco says what battle stations does this thing even have weapons and then we pan out and get a what two-thirds splash of a giant spaceship appearing has has appeared next to the dragon skull ship and the uh prince robot says that it's one of his ships and it is royal guards asking him to surrender um robot says that the call to the doctor to help stabilize Marco on his overdose the doctor must have tracked them then we cut inside and we see the royal guards who have like what what, how would you describe their their heads these monitors they're like Old like uh, computer oh, screens
1: like 70s 80s that nice green computer yeah screen. yeah exactly they look like you could like play pong on them so so they're a bit higher up on the that that uh one or two tone uh yeah palette yeah old, exactly old uh, old uh game boy pocket style and and they
0: say uh that they need to surrender or else prince robot will be stripped of all titles and and sentenced to death for treason against his kingdom and prince robot says they must be bluffing and gets his portal face but then a shot rattles the ship and we end on marco yelling battle stations
1: shit's heating up shit's heating up uh i have i have actually a fantastic theory oh my god (laughs) okay uh but i do (laughs) take a drink (laughs) but first i uh i i do want to brainstorm a bit with you we see it you know later in the book but what is this ship design yeah like it is bonkers it looks like it looks like a a cross between you ever see those things that like they're roller things that you hold on to to do like exercises on yeah yeah like a cross between that and like a speaker. <laughs> it is so Yeah,
0: yeah, the the thruster looks like like the like inner circle of a speaker and then it looks like like a series of just like disks, satellite dishes. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting ship.
1: Yeah. It 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 feels like an evolution to the sort of spiral screw ship that we saw before, but like meets Death Star. It's it's fucking cool. It,
0: it's actually it's actually the ship in this that I think feels the most like a typical sci fi spaceship. Like it yeah. it feels. It, it, it feels a step or two away from a Mon Calamari cruiser or something like that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. But it also, it looks like sort of symmetrical. Like I'm not entirely sure which way it flies because there's that big blue ring on the side of it. But in my mind, that comes off more, less than like a thruster and more like a HAL 9000i or something, <laughs> which I want it to be that. <laughs> it it It's,
0: it's a neat ship it's it feels it feels very typical sci-fi which i think is very in keeping with the wings but it's also got enough weirdness that
1: you know it's saga (laughs) all right so now i want to see if i can i can get you to my my level here is my what my All thinking right. here. Uh so uh, let's play some four D chess. <laughs> uh so Socratic method we see we see the uh the one guy on the, the the enemy robot saying we're not messing around mate your old man is properly pissed this time and then we see Prince Robot uh say they they must be bluffing. There's no chance my father would ever risk harming his own and then they attack the ship. But during that, are you saying that Prince Robot isn't actually his child? No, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm this is what I'm asking about. We see a yellow. We see like a yellow vortex on his screen here. When he's oh, thinking do, you about that. do you think that's do you think that's King Robot's vortex? I think it is King Robot's sort of blaster charging up. And it's him remembering like abuse as a child when he's thinking about how his he's trying to convince himself his father would never harm him that is my theory.
0: I, I don't know if it's I I don't necessarily know if it's him thinking about abuse, but I like your theory that that is King Robots. I I really like that 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 being King Robots uh blaster color. Mhm.
1: Yeah. That is so that is we'll we'll keep an eye out for that in the future, but I think I think that's what they're they're doing here because it took what like 20 24 issues or so for that blue spiral to pay off on his screen to to reveal that's that it true was his blaster yeah. so i could see them holding on to that for a bit but yeah that's my theory I love these last 3 panels,
0: especially the last panel of Marco yelling battle stations has a real manga feel to me. Like yeah. with the diagonal it's like a diagonal panel and it's like just kind of this close up on his face and the back is blurring. Like it it really I really really like it.
1: Yeah. And that's such a that's such a just a cool button to this where it's them it, you know what it reminds me of the uh, Avengers scene in the First Avengers movie. Uh, where Cap and Iron Man are uh arguing, and he's he's Cap is telling Iron Man like, put on the suit. We'll, oh we'll yeah. Go a few yeah. rounds, and then they get attacked during the middle of it, and then he's like sincerely He sincerely says, put on the suit. And, <laughs> yeah. And I like how they did that sort of uh them arguing back and forth. Like you know, he says, what battle stations does this thing even have? Weapons. And it turns into an argument to like him being like fucking battle state. I this. I, I it,
0: these little these little like through lines within one scene are fantastic. This little setup yeah. and payoff within a single scene, within like three pages, right? Yeah, yeah. Another really small thing I wanna point out is just I love the little like touches on the inside of the robots ship. Um, like you can see, there's these little flourishes on the console. It's all. Oh, yeah. It's very like high class and regal, which I think is just like a little a little
1: detail that that speaks to world building. Yeah, I like it. It's it's very uh, Avenue Five. There's something for you to watch on HBO. Oh, I watched the That's first episode or two. It's 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 fine.
0: But th- then I then the idea of watching people that were you know stuck together in something for a long time didn't suddenly didn't seem quite as uh, no, appealing I, I for get some it. reason you're
1: talking about this podcast <laughs> 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 and nothing else uh yeah no this is a, this is a cool scene this is this is fun uh and also we get more setup of whatever the fuck goose's dark past is in the shit he sees
0: i love the i love this this goose oh also little detail the first time they're hit goose is just like knocked flying you see his little butt and he's just like (laughs) he's just like sent flying back it's so
1: hilarious and cartoonish (laughs) like playing popcorn on a trampoline yeah Uh, exactly (laughs) (laughs) uh Good shit goose
0: goose goose literally the only thing bringing me joy in life right now is goose <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, uh, let me see, oh yeah, and then also to add on to that goose thing, I love her listing these things that are wrong with her and then him saying, You're not useless. Out of her calling herself strung out, backstabbing, <laughs> and useless and old. And I like him, a- like, accidentally insulting her, trying to make her feel better.
0: I like that he says, you're not useless, and the one thing that he says is you make the ship smell nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he gets it. He knows what's what's important.
0: Uh, uh, all right, should we uh, should we go to the next scene? Things are really heating up.
1: Almost as much as the core of Demi Moaned, which is our opening panel in this <laughs> next scene. <laughs> pew, can, pew. can you put in? Yeah. Can you put in some rave horns there? <laughs> nope. Uh, and we're back to Demi Moaned. Uh We get some. We get some. What's this guy's name again? Halvor. <laughs> Airhorn. That's his name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh he we get him saying uh that he's been following them since he saw the ship land uh and it's the her idiot brother's ship and he he says where is the dullard anyway and then little sophie says you shut your ugly mouth about him uh which is very brave towards a person aiming like 10 guns at them and the brand explains that you know he's indisposed at present, and they're looking for something that might be able to help him out. And Halvor isn't cool with this. Help him. What about what you owe my family? And then he's cut off by Gwendolyn, who's right behind him, uh, saying, Drop the light show, Chief, or I lance you like a boil. And she's got so the, good. the lance up to his head. And we find the brand introduces uh Gwendolyn and Halvor establishing what I I think we already knew or could intuit that this is uh the brother of the stalk uh whose name was uh Enriette. I love it Or maybe Henriette, Henriette. I don't know how 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 French we want to go with this or how Québécois No, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to hit the brakes on that one. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That's I, I don't think I can do that. I don't think that's culturally sensitive. Let's <laughs> eh, get back. Who gives a fuck? Um that's culturally, that's, that's culturally sensitive. Uh but anyway, he's we find out, you know, he's he's angry. He's angry at the uh will for not killing the blue bu- the blue blood fuck. God, that's a tongue twister. The blue blood fuck that took her life, which is uh, why he brought her this and he pulls some kind of weird organ looking heart sack thing and he says it's an eardrum from the same beast as my sister's old skull ship the one that her murderer had the gall to steal so hold on how do i want to summarize all this uh
0: welcome to the Fard radio hour <laughs>
1: please do <laughs> oh so so he explains that the the reason he, he is giving it to them is because uh the child as in sophie is from fang and she can listen to objects which we i i i forgot about <laughs> but that was a major thing of her uh, of them finding the uh rocket ship tree back in the day
0: Good old old natural abilities being used as a plot device by Brian K. Vaughn.
1: Yes, but she points out, and this is another thing that I forgot about, that uh, her hearing, quote-unquote hearing, isn't so good anymore. And that was after, what, the vacuum of space nearly murdered her? Yeah. So that, I guess, adds up. So the brand explains, you know, that's great and all, but we kind of need to cure the brother first before they can go get revenge. And... (laughs) (laughs) you know just a normal saga line we get from Gwendolyn which is no but I know someone who's about to get his ass kicked if he doesn't tell us how to get our hands on some giant lizard jizz giant
0: lizard jizz is actually my band name
1: (laughs) (laughs) so he he pretty much he tells them you're on the right mountain but on the wrong side tried the smiling cave on the southern face and you'll have to do it without me uh, Fuck all y'all I have a wife and six kids On our farm So go go. you do you Pretty much And he fucks off And that was the surprisingly non-violent Interaction with the stalk's brother And that's our scene So
0: I did some research mm-hmm. um, Because You'll notice that uh, Halvor actually has these Things coming out of his neck
1: yeah, these sort of like tarantula e mandible thing.
0: Yeah. So apparently these are called pulps, and they're something that male spiders have that female spider I, female spiders oh. also have them, but female ones are smaller. So male okay. pulps are bigger, according to five minutes of Wikipedia. I'm not a biologist. Please <laughs> do not do not take me as an expert. But but yeah, I, I saw that and I was like, hey, I wonder. So yeah, apparently that's that's a a biological feature that male spiders have, which is cool.
1: I just looked it up on Google too. And what's interesting is on Google maps, uh, male pulps, India is the first thing that comes up. (laughs) So I'm, there's some,
0: you sure it's not male pulps, Italy.
1: (laughs) I'm kind of, (laughs) oh shit. That's it. Okay. It all falls apart now. I'm running out of, I'm running out of, uh, red twine for my, for my project board here. So (laughs) I'm glad that one fell apart. (laughs) I, I love this though. Um,
0: also, I just love that it shows you see someone like the stalker and and you see the spider and you automatically assume kind of like crazy, evil, violent, bad guy. And so yeah. you you see Halvor and you assume, oh, fuck, they're in trouble. But then it's just like, no, he's just like a, a dude who just wants, wants the best for his family and is like not a crazy, violent killer. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, and why would you get that impression from the guy holding seven guns? <laughs> I don't get it. Hey, man, if you've got seven arms, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, I hope we see him again. He's a pretty cool dude. Yeah, he... I like his hair. He's very he's very anime. <laughs> I
0: I think it's really interesting, just introducing him he's he serves a good plot function which is to point them to the right place in demimonde but you also Mm -hmm. could have just had them find that but then he also delivers them this eardrum which presumably will be useful in the future um Mm -hmm. and he basically exists to to further their plot but they flesh him out enough as a character that he 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 builds the world he builds character more and he's not just kind of like an old man in a cave who says, who gives you a sword, right?
1: Right. Yeah. And also it's, it's a nice way to have some acknowledgement of like, man, it, it is weird that like, cause this could have just been a random, planet they go to with no connection and no real fleshing out of backstory uh but i like that they chose to make this like where the stock is from and again i am just amazed at how much story service the stock gets yeah every single volume of this book this dead person (laughs) that like it is it is uh it's it's very satisfying i like it compare to when Star Wars had a cool character design,
0: Boba Fett. Compare compare the story treatment to Saga's cool character
1: design, right? Like, they they I will say they both died in a very bullshit way, though. <laughs> uh, but don't even get me started, because I don't really want to talk about it at all, and I don't really have anything else to say, so.
0: I really, I have zero desire to talk about Star Wars on this podcast because someone might catch a sniff of it and then we'll get the Star Wars fandom in our comments talking about how <laughs> Saga is not an objectively good comic.
1: <laughs> you know what? Here's a here's a good strategy, though. Uh, do that so that a certain streamer popular streamer treats your one joke in your video as a sincere argument and then signal boosts it so that it gets double the views it had before <laughs> Ooh. that is the best it turns out and i love it <laughs> uh and for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about i don't care you should not know. I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to dignify this favor. person with a name. Yeah, <laughs> we are doing you such a favor. Uh, there, are, there are ridiculous people out there. Um, hey, no, anything else in this scene? Okay, so if you look at the alignment of the night mm-hmm. sky, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah way
0: ahead of you? No, no, I got nothing. <laughs> I'm not even good at improvising batshit insane conspiracy theories.
1: But if you if you look at the the laser sights and how they overlap those golden streaks in the background, and then you hold it up to the light uh, and look at the image on the opposite page, uh, then it becomes very weird to look at. <laughs> <laughs> the end.
0: Beautiful. <laughs> I will say though actually the first the first page of this is a, a nice little um example of how Fiona Staples pulls colors from different scenes the blues in the uh in the guards' robes on the previous scene are pulled in the scenery here. The yellow of the portal reflects the core of Demimonde, and then Halvor's red eyes and the pink of Sophie's jacket pull from the pink and red tones there. It's a little thing that makes this transition less jarring.
1: Yeah, and actually, yeah, if you look at the uh sort of I don't know, windshield <laughs> of the of the ship uh in the previous scene it is way more pink than it usually is like usually it's a bit stronger red but it is it is pink or and more like you still recognize it as the same thing yeah but it just goes that extra mile to match yeah like you said the the inside of the planet and Sophie's hoodie and lots of stuff
0: it's very cool and i think this is actually really interesting because i think this shows how well you care about page layout because when we switch to the next scene is a very jarring shift in color palette but it doesn't matter because you're turning the page to it right Right, it's not it's not like you're looking at this spread of two very different colors that are very kind of that that conflict with each other it's it's you're turning the page and so you get this new spread
1: yeah, which and we still get like it's it's still not too jarring because we're going from like sort of muted night tones to like muted gray ship tones. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it it's not. Yeah, it's it's just it has a nice flow to it. So we should read it as slowly as possible.
0: All right, so we um we open up with uh, Hazel poking Clara poking Clara's face and saying good morning granny we are visiting our new neighbor's house but mostly just this room (laughs) and so they they begin to talk and then Quain uh comes in speaking in blue and Mm -hmm. says he hopes he pronounced it correctly and then starts to kind of go on this politicky uh spiel and uh, Clara says, "Are you here to put us to sleep again?" And then he goes on an even more politicky sp- spiel about how the prison industrial complexes of Wreath and Fall contain countless former members of the last revolution. And he says that he's cut a deal to trade Hazel for a thousand political prisoners, which really shows a lot that these governments are willing to give up a thousand violent terrorists for for a child. And then Alana, like, kind of goes, gets angry, says, don't touch her. But I forget her name. The uh,
1: the Upshur and Doff species. Do we know her name? Uh, yes, we do. And I'm going to just cut into this very quickly to point out two things about her that I'm pissed off we didn't point out before. Her name's Julep. Yep. And she's mint colored. Oh. So how, how did we not <laughs> notice that before? Uh, yep. And also, she's a fish lady and she's wearing fishnets so oh my god so, it's so good yeah so there's it's a million so great things good. but her name's julep and she's a yeah and she has some fishnets
0: all right so julep captures uh grabs alana and like holds on her back so alana is struggling against julep and uh dango grabs clara and clara says that they're delusional if they think either of the worlds will make this deal And Quain says that they've already made this deal. Alana has a quiet no, and then headbutts Julep in the face. Um, Julep's nose is bleeding. Fucking bitch broke my, uh, says Julep, which is hilarious. She turns around, punches Julep, grabs her big anime sword, and is about to murk uh, Julep. But then we turn the page, and Quain says... Be still. and we get a panel on a white background of Alana just standing there, eyes wide, holding the sword overhead. And she is frozen. and uh, Hazel screams after her, but Quain is already kind of get, getting his uh, getting his people in order, says that when she snaps out of it, please do a better job of containing her to Lexus and Ziz. Um, Our customer asked to deal with Alana separately, which is interesting, and then Quayne tells Julep to bring Clara and the grandchild to the bridge, uh, and gives this speech, this boys and girls, we've been handed a golden opportunity to vastly enlarge our ranks and potentially end the most unjust war the cosmos has ever known. Let's not get sloppy. And they walk off. And Alana is frozen, but a single tear escapes her eyes, and Dango is looking back. And this is a powerful scene. Mm Mm-hmm. Powerful throat punch. I I am just always, like, stunned by how heavy the, like, being completely paralyzed. Like, that's... It's... Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's very... Uh, it's it's a good metaphor, um, but being completely paralyzed and being utterly utterly powerless to um, protect the person that matters more to you than anything else in the world, it's a heavy scene.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, and it's it has like I well, first of all, I do want to point out that uh, the the great fucking burn by Clara here, which I feel like was lost in translation a bit, but he starts talking about, uh, I haven't spoken blue since my days of woodroom. when your people force mine to take up arms against the hordes of, <laughs> and then Clara says, Oh yeah, Ugh, are you here to put us asleep again? <laughs> <laughs> which is such a good fucking Clara bird.
0: Also, do we have a blue translation?
1: Uh, yeah. Noah, what do you think it is? It's... Pardonu al div- divigos vin attendee I think it's uh,
0: I please everyone pay attention, or something like that.
1: Uh, no, it's actually if it was, <laughs> I feel like it's too long for the name of this episode, but it's the mantra for this episode, and it's sorry to keep you waiting. <laughs> oh no, that can that can be the episode. So, uh, pardonu. Al Divino's Spin attendee, everyone. That actually makes sense. Does it? It's all foreign to me. Do
0: you not speak any French or Spanish or anything? No, a little bit. Also, like but, uh, like all. pardon attendee, like the okay, you're you're tr-
1: I only speak I only speak American. American. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> uh so also, uh, also, I I really like this guy as a bad guy. Yeah, like there is there is something so like we talked about before with him moving to hug to hug Dango in an earlier issue, but there's a part where his his tail almost Jungle Book yeah like, is sort of surrounding Hazel as he as he looks very he almost like he's giving like a a nice. I don't know, just like a non-threatening face to her. I, I like the, the juxtaposition of him doing something that on paper is non-threatening, but just seeing it in action is terrifying because he's a giant snake monster.
0: But but he has this real like charisma to him in how he's drawn and his motions. Like his his head is high, yeah. he moves fluidly, like he's mm-hmm. he gestures broadly with his arms. He's very believable as the leader of a political cell.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I. This is this is one of those things where it's just like a bit of me wants to see a live action version because this guy could oh my be God, sincerely yeah. terrifying yeah. to see in action. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then again, I always love Soldier Alana kicking ass. Yep. When she wants to. <laughs> I love little detail in the background of the
0: throat punch. Look at look at Ziz and Lexi's reactions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lexus under the <laughs> under the arm is so fucking yeah. good. Just the Blake's stare like oop. oh, <laughs> the and I and oop. Iu oop. and uh, Visco girl Lexus is a there's uh, that's to counteract my my Ricky Ricardo <laughs> reference er, earlier. Is uh, that real contemporary reference? Can
0: we get some fan art of Visco uh, of Visco girl Lexus? <laughs> 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 No, no, we cannot. Okay. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go ahead and, and curb
1: your curb your enthusiasm a bit here. Uh so yeah. Nope. That's all I wanted to talk about with this scene was uh was Julep is mint and she has fishnets and it's the fucking best and I can't believe we did not pick up on that.
0: I, I love the way that the last panel bleeds, um, like as as they're walking away. It just really it it really drives home the the emotional force of it it's interesting because on the same page we get the bleed and the like no background and both of them have a similar similar effect of really just like driving home these emotional stakes
1: yeah which actually okay the slightest of tangents but to portray how how fucking smart this is in my comic superhuman uh there is this moment that is like sort of the biggest moment in the comic, this like point of realization for the main character. And it's like a shot of her noticing her reflection in the, the eye of this monster thing. How cool does that sound? Go read that book. Uh but it it was originally a splash page in the original script, but we try we had to cut down pages so it could fit onto Tumblr where we were posting it. And Steven's like, oh I'm just gonna I'm just going to sort of add it to the, the prior page and it's going to flow well and everything. But the problem is it it lost so much of its impact because mentally you're reading through smaller panels so much faster. You don't give them the amount of time. When you see a splash page, you, you linger on it more, uh, even though there might be, you know, less information to take in than multiple panels uh just because you know the significance of that when you see it you see a splash page and it's like oh this must be important but if it's this tiny little panel at the end of the page then you kind of just read past it super quick and this is such a smart solution to that to have that panel stick out above everything else uh by having it be a bleed is is such a smart way to draw attention to it without taking up more of that sort of real estate on the on the page so that's my one actual comic insight for the day this is the kind of stuff that
0: that you can tell is like the kind of stuff that's learned from years and years of writing comics right
1: yeah like i wish i knew this when i was making superhuman because that's really fucking smart that's such a good solution to that
0: yeah all right, good shit. Should we should we bring it home with a perfectly normal, boring, nothing notable about this last scene?
1: The final scene, Noah. Yeah just plain old pew 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 guess what we're in the middle of a fucking space battle now and they're shooting shit at each other and it's all crazy and (laughs) thank you thank you so much uh and marco and prince robot are arguing back and forth uh prince robot says can you hit anything marco says if i had a good fucking pilot I uh and then they get a they take a hit to uh to the engine room and uh there's a warning light that comes on saying that there's a leak in the engine room and Marco yells just go Yuma when when she says maybe we should run and so Goose and Yuma head down to the engine room uh Goose realizes there's a leak and someone's going to have to go into the engine room but it is the uh it is the temperature of a small sun in there whoever goes in there isn't coming out and so Goose, very terrified, uh, starts sort of turning the way of the valve lock on the door, the hatch, uh, saying, "You know, he's he's ready to die. Just tell everyone he had a real nice time on the trip." And then, as he's going on, he's giving his big speech. Yuma hits him over the head with a fire extinguisher, (laughs) and. Uh which can I just point out it's just a normal earth fire yeah. extinguisher. <laughs> like how this is the one thing that it's just like this is this this treehouse grew this. Uh but she hits him over the head.
0: This isn't the treehouse, this is the dragon skull ship.
1: Oh shit, you're right. Yeah. So it makes sense. They have a regulation fire extinguisher in the skull. I love it, but she knocks him out uh, and she opens the door as she starts chomping down a shit ton of fade away. <laughs> and I'm going to, I'm going to read the, the hazel narration here. Cause it's fucking great. Uh, the last thing you have Yuma ever wanted was to be a soldier. She always thought it was way too easy to convince young people to forfeit their lives playing heroes. Meanwhile, Yuma shuts the door behind her in the engine room it's everything's wavy from the heat, and there's a, an exposed uh it looks like a vein, yeah, almost like this is the brain of the ship or the heart of the ship or something uh and it looks like magma is pouring out of this this uh this cut in this vein and she starts pulling out her something from her sort of cloak of, of her cloak skin moss thing. (laughs) Yep. Uh, the narration continues after her childhood sweetheart was killed in combat a grieving yuma eventually declared herself a sensualist uh, amidst a galaxy of a galaxy of misery the artist dedicated her life to chasing pleasure avoiding pain and helping others do the same meanwhile she is she has pulled out her magic paintbrush and she is uh painting the the opening in the vein shut Uh, which is a fucking cool use of this thing that I didn't even think about. And then she looks down and we see some smoke rising uh, from, from below her. The narration continues. Yeah, she wasn't always perfect, but who the hell is? So here's to another victim of this goddamn war, a woman who at least managed to die exactly as she lived. And then we pull back. Such a good page term. Has engulfed in flames. And then we get the page term for our final splash and it is her, almost Buddha-like, with a with a content look on her face, also engulfed in flames. And uh, to remind you of the narration, at least she'd managed to die exactly as she lived. And then in those those gooey, the gooey fade away. Fuck yes, letters. Uh, we get high as fuck. <laughs> and that is our fucking amazing iconic yeah. one of the most iconic final splashes in this whole series. I want to do a
0: shout out here too. If you love that as much as you should, you can actually go to the Saga store and buy a high as fuck t-shirt. Yes.
1: yes. Uh, and just and investment. just
0: generally actually I don't think we've shouted it out. There's a lot of really cool, really fun Saga merch. This is not this I is know. not us being paid to plug this.
1: Um but Oh yeah, no. But we here disclaimer though. We would like to be paid yes, for like yes. this. Yes, yes. if anyone out there has the ability to pay us for the thing we're already doing, fucking by all means. Yeah, please. exactly. But yeah, high as fuck. <laughs> she died as she lived. Yep. And this is this is the we were talking about it before we started recording. Probably the one like just badass satisfying. Yeah. Death of a beloved character in this whole series, uh, which is, you know, essentially kind of the same death as bar. Like she's accomplishing the same task. Uh, but it's just fucking, it's, it's fucking punk rock. Yeah. Man. It's, it's, <laughs> it's metal. It's metal. very needed in the middle of this. Yes. Uh, so yeah, this is, this is such a good, such a good little cap to, to Yuma story. And that acknowledgement of like, yeah she wasn't fucking great but she was did her best just tried to she tried to avoid pain after having felt pain and she didn't want to buy into this bullshit war yep uh and she wasn't perfect but no one is we should all try to be more like yuma
0: and be high as fuck (laughs) (laughs) on life on life (laughs) high on life but remember and alcohol and thc remember
1: and life (laughs) (laughs) remember get that shit door to you do not do not leave the apartment for your good good shit also
0: how much more fucking depressing would this have been if it was goose that sacrificed himself
1: oh my god i don't
0: even want to think about that engulfed in flames no how dare you but i do love i just you just can't get any better than goose being willing to sacrifice himself for this goose just gets better every issue and
1: also is like pure terror and like just like he just so does not yeah. want to do this but, but he's, he's willing to step it up to the plate yeah. yeah he's the best oh i love him it's a great space battle uh, too well just lasers everywhere oh yeah it kind of looks like i can't tell for sure it kind of it might just be the design of it but it kind of looks like this the ship is spinning too
0: oh yeah i think it's i think it's like doing evasive maneuvers i think it's like turning to a
1: curve hmm yeah what is this weird ass shake weight of a ship yeah i love it uh but yeah this is this is a good scene and also this issue uh we had a very interesting like this is such an efficient issue in my mind to to Zoom out a bit, talk about it as a whole. Uh, you might notice the the structure of the scenes, because we have three storylines going on right now, the Sophies and uh, Hoth Planet and Skull Ship. And uh, it's literally like A plot, B plot, C plot, A plot, B plot, C plot. Yeah. In that order. And it's just such good pacing. Each one gets nearly identical page counts like three to four pages for each one and and this 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 whole issue is just a fucking dragon train barreling towards who the fuck knows but i i i like that i like that momentum of like this is just some good old-fashioned storytelling especially after if you if you might recall god this is so long ago uh last issue was the uh the bad trip for marco uh and it was very abstract and very focused so to get into this very sort of structured and fantastically paced more traditional storytelling is really cool to see It can do both it's a really good like this is what
0: within the arc this is fourth out of six 28 yeah 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 Yeah. it's a really good just like really accelerates things towards a climax right
1: yeah but still but still making sure we get that big moment at the end yeah yeah it's i also just love
0: like look at the opening page look at the closing page amazing pages and just how the fuck do you get from that's what an abortion is
1: to high as fuck fucking saga in two pages right there that's all of saga so do you have a favorite moment john uh i'll let you take the good one this time i I was actually
0: not even gonna i mean i do love the good one uh which one the first or last but i was actually gonna go for a smaller moment
1: oh well i was just i was just gonna go for the fact that it's them uh my favorite thing is just them roasting marshmallows oh that's so wholesome uh, around the campfire and and i love the uh just a good there are a few things that i love more than just like camping mick plus anything (laughs) (laughs) anything like it, it just especially now especially right now not that there's anything going on in the world but uh but just like this this nice like simple uh just bonding moment is is really nice i love it i uh
0: I think my moment, my favorite moment, and the thing is, for a long time I would have said hi as fuck, and that might still be, Mm -hmm. but I love the moment where Goose says, Goose has been a lot of things in his day, but Sweet is not one of those things, because also, like... I don't know. Maybe that's maybe Goose has killed a man or maybe Goose like shoplifted once and is still carrying the weight around of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like both of those could be I I would believe each of those equally, right? <laughs> oh my god, Noah. Can we get a fucking solo a Star Wars story style yes. spin-off prequel of Goose? fucking gun run yes in, in the seedy underbelly like the troubled unethical origin the goose to, to where he had to hide out on quietus and become become a uh, a shepherd because he pissed off so many people and did so many badass terrible things yeah yeah <laughs> all right and do we do we have oh, a do we Lord. have a song of the week uh, I'm going to go with to stick with my camping in space theme. I'm going to go with Travelers by Andrew Prolo Prolo. I'm going to go Prollo, uh, which is from a fantastic fantastic video game called uh, Outer Wilds. I've heard really good things about that. Yeah, and it's pretty much a camping in space game. It is a it is a, a planet jumping sort of roguelite game that has a very strong camping and woodsy, outdoorsy aesthetic, uh, and it—I love it. It's one of my favorite. But yeah, travelers, if you want, it's—it's uh, it's somehow banjo sci-fi music, <laughs> so it's fantastic. I—I'm uh, gonna go with in my mind, as soon as you
0: cut to the high as fuck, n- no intro, just cut right into the chorus of "Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Yuma in the space with flames <laughs> killing her. Well, uh, with fadeaway, which which is Yuma actually, in the fire with away which is actually an acronym, uh, for for yeah. away So that yeah, works out. where are the odds? All right. <laughs>
0: Speaking of music, you got you got some sweet music for us? No, I don't think so. Okay, okay
1: oh yeah that's how this podcast works this music hey wow 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 wow, wow. <laughs> good shit huh. uh no do you have a
0: question so i have two um oh, one is saga related but one is also just more importantly actually no i'll do i'll do that one after after we've done both of our questions my question is yuma's death yuma's death positive heroic death what's what's your favorite like positive death what are some of your favorite positive deaths of like beloved characters in other media like i i
1: I think. Can we expand on positive death? Well, because uh, that's such a. I don't. You know what I mean. But like, <laughs> like, like not hyper sad. Yeah. Like I, guess, I, like, I don't know. Or like, you, there's a satisfaction to it.
0: Heartwarming deaths, like I, like my mind immediately kind of goes to though it's a bit more heartbreaking, but something like Boromir's death, right? Where it's like, right, a, a death, but it's also got this redemption in it, and, I mean, yeah, none it's of a good death. N- none of them do it with the tone of saga, but. <laughs>
1: right no he was high for that i think
0: what about you you said you've got a good question
1: yeah yeah uh so my question is did you miss me no honestly honestly did you miss me uh that's
0: it all right so then i can do a real question which is this is not soccer related but um how are you guys doing like, these are really tough, strange times for everyone. How are you doing? What are you doing to cope? What are you, what's, what's helping you through this? Um, and I don't know if you've come up with, if you've done anything fun, made anything good. If you haven't, that's totally fine too. Like, if you have just been sitting on your ass playing Breath of the Wild, I know I have. Um, but, <laughs> but just, I don't know. I I want to I want to check in on you guys, you
1: know, it's yeah, feel free to vent. It's weird that's, times. That's a big thing with anxiety yeah. is uh that's that's honestly been one of the most helpful things is uh uh I mean obviously first off, get lots of rest, drink lots of fluids, take some hot showers, wash your some, hands. Eat hot foods. Hot, wash the hell out of those hands. Stay at home. Uh but also like just I've uh, I've made sure that Haley and I just take the time to be like hey this is what's going through my head right now this is what i'm freaking out about internally that's this is what i'm freaking out about this hour it'll be something else next hour yeah. Yeah. uh but yeah that's that's a feel free to vent that's, yeah that's question three how you doing yeah how you doing? so it's uh so it's a what's a good death did you miss me
0: and, and how, how, you how you
1: doing, doing? <laughs> you know what john all right I'm, and, uh it i did
0: miss you it feels good to be back.
1: Uh, I and mean, that's not the question, but sure. Uh, and, you know, it felt like you are right here beside me with your, your tweets a week. Uh, thank you so much to uh, to Fiona Sables, Brian K. Von from Graphics and Image Comics for making uh, the greatest comic book possibly ever. We'll find out <laughs> soon. soon. We will find we'll out soon. Find out. We'll, have, we'll know both forwards and backwards in time if this was indeed the best comic yeah, yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, don't forget, you can, you can respond to those questions of the week on the uh, Horns and Wings Twitter, at Horns and Wings. It's going to be the pinned tweet or just the top, respond to the pinned comment on the YouTube version uh of this episode and check out hornsandwings.com. we put we got to get that seo up right now it's yeah. just a bunch of uh shoes clothing <laughs> lines uh so yeah go check that shit out uh and i think i've got a new line for us oh okay yeah. hit me
0: with it that's what abortion is <laughs> hey, bye <laughs> oh that feels good